Welcome one and welcome all tonight. We are live on Berry Flow Upstream number 118, entitled Era. How do you feel about that word right now, Blaze? Like Era, what does that mean for Blackberry at this point? I mean, we had the first Blackberry kind of hit the scene, like what, 1999 for real? Like even maybe some earlier devices before that. I mean, this is a long time coming, like decades in the, in the making. Like how do you feel about Blackberry right now and kind of the latest news that we were able to get? I don't know, man. It's an interesting scenario that BlackBerry has essentially placed themselves in. It's been, you know, something that we've been talking about for a long time. I mean, even even two or three, you know, upstreams ago, we were discussing basically BlackBerry's exit from the hardware business and and you know what that what that actually really meant. Like how how do you go about even exiting the hardware business at this point? And I think uh, I think I think. If people haven't listened to Upstream recently, they should probably go back and listen to a few of those old ones and just see the conversation leading up to this exact conversation. Um, it's an interesting scenario, and it's going to be uh, interesting to see exactly how it plays out for BlackBerry at this point. I mean, I'm kind of, in some ways, I'm kind of glad that the announcement is out there and they, they've sort of clarified at least what's going on now. But in other ways, you know, it really does come down to that end of an era feeling in in certain ways, and I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna get into it a little bit further, but that's that's my off the top of the head thoughts right now. Yeah, it feels like the end of an era. I think that's important, but at the same time, like I'm not pessimistic, right? Like I'm not down. Like there's a lot of emotion going on for a lot of the loyalists out there, and it's like I'm kind of happier than I am sad at this point because. I think it's, like you said, a complex point, but for me at least, I think the brand has died, but the, the, the business kept going. And now if in the mindset or in the mindset, they can kill or, you know, make dead that whole business mentality, basically like was a way forward, right? They're securing the brand and the company of BlackBerry for the future. And at this point, if that's what it's coming down to, I think it needs to happen. Years ago, right? BlackBerry was going to sell itself. It was going to do this and that. And we've already seen like this kind of feeling go through our user base before. So I honestly am a little bit more uh, happy with the fact that, like you mentioned, Blaze, they kind of put what they had out on the table now. And there's more clearly an understanding of what this roadmap is. Because when a device like DTEK60 comes to market, the question is okay, is that like the new normal or? is that like a one-off like the z3 right like a device yeah. that's out there but is it really you know and i think yes these devices are out there and the dtech 50 and what's to come is going to be an important maybe next chapter in, in blackberry but as you said it, it is a little bit somber to see that in-house legacy kind of come out as it has i wanted to jump right in blaze like we did in some of our last uh upstreams kind of just going through some of the patreon comments because honestly they get the vein of what's going on and can really focus the conversation, right? Yep. So I want to jump to the bottom. We got. I'm trying to do this in some kind of order here. Tim Roth <laughs> says, "What is the probability I will be able to buy the Mercury, or do I need to hang on to hope that Samsung uses BlackBerry patents to improve their S7 keyboard case, or do I bend to the knees of touchscreen keyboards?" Question, and that's a good place to start because one of the biggest question marks in the air right now is obviously this 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 keyboard device designed by BlackBerry, the quote-unquote Mercury, and whether or not it actually will or will not hit the market. 
So what do you see in, in any probability of that, Blaze? Like, do you think Mercury is something that's going to get off John Chen's desk, so to speak, and actually be seen? Or Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's part of the conversation as well. Is John Chen has basically been teasing the fact that he has this BlackBerry design, BlackBerry, that's he's been testing, and, you know, he's not sure whether or not he's going to release it. I think he, he has absolutely full intention on releasing it because if it really genuinely is the last piece of blackberry designed hardware then why not um i think one 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 important aspect that a lot of people have sort of overlooked is that these the the hardware outsourcing essentially is something that hasn't actually fully gone into effect as of yet and it's it won't go into full effect until february 28th when they report on their next quarter so i mean anything anything that was essentially you know, already in the pipeline or, you know, on the roadmap is likely to make it outside of, uh, outside of the doors, right? So that, that obviously includes a DTEK 60 because even as we're talking about BlackBerry exiting hardware, they're still leaking information about the DTEK 60, which is rather humorous to say the least, but... <laughs> Through um, Canadian Parliament of all places, right? <laughs> totally amusing as well. Definitely go like check out Crackberry. There's been a, a really good kind of catalog of the things and the kind of quirky things that have come, right? Like John Chen's on the disruptors, even though like they were a company that was disrupted. Like right. just a lot of a lot of and that's kind of the right a lot of crosstalk going on right now. And it's like, yeah, we're ending hardware, but we got new devices. Um, yeah, we're a totally software company, but we're having conversations about radar and like all these other kind of hardware type components. I think the handset business is interesting. And I think as well to, to Tim's point about the Mercury, it, we will see it because I don't think Priv is enough of a send off for that. No. You know, Priv, Priv is good in a lineup, but I don't think it is necessarily a direct definition of that iconic, the iconic uh, kind of mentality that Blackbird really wanted to go for. And I think this final, you know, quote unquote, Mercury, whatever type device, that's going to be a really respectful device for keyboard fans out there. And I'm hoping, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what and about I, you, Blaze? Like, what kind of range do you see it really coming into the market in? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I see it as a basically a mid-market, mid-range device, but it's still going to be one of those classy mid-range devices. It's not going to be, it's not going to be, you know, something that is, you know, ugly or anything like that. I think that they've, they've already invested the money in it. They've already spent the money to go ahead and get it created and everything like that. And I think it's going to be one of those devices where, you know, hopefully it'll, it'll attract, uh, attract some users and be a beautiful looking device. I don't think it's going to be one of those ugly devices where people are like, man, I'm not buying that. That's ugly. I think it's going to have maybe, maybe passport silver edition, appeal i guess you could say only with a four row keyboard <laughs> that'll that'll be beneficial hopefully um yeah i think it, i think it's going to be a nice device when it actually makes it out the door i think it, it has to be nice because it needs to be a good send-off for blackberry you know what i mean <laughs> And and I don't even I don't even really consider a send off maybe the the proper term maybe near term right because like yeah. we all we all know and Blaze I know you know this intrinsically already as well as that like what John Chen's really done is he's just like 
pulled the lever back on how fast the hardware thing was going for BlackBerry. It's like Z10, Z30, Passport, Classic, you know, Leap. It was going kind of all over the place. I didn't even mention the Q5 or the Q10 in that lineup too, right? There was a lot going on in those couple of years to try to build market traction. He's like, okay, our focus isn't there, right? We're not competing. Let's pull it back. Let's slow down. And I honestly think things like DTEK50 and devices like the Priv kind of are a better representation of BlackBerry's initial efforts right out the gate, right? Yeah. As he's mentioned, this device is very likely going to come to light later on. And again, if they're truly fully closing things down before their, you know, February uh, quarter close, I think at that point in the fiscal year, it's going to be a little bit more telling as to what that device is really going to be made of. It's like that's going to be that final representation for us. But I think in that same sense, right, there's a lot of potential for them to continue and build out. And now that they've maybe consolidated down to like some key form factors that the people like, that they can really go out and hammer it. And that's a device that you have like a passport to, like this would be like a Merc, they would go for something like a Mercury too, because they don't necessarily need to focus a ton of money on kind of reinventing the wheel once it's made. So things like DTEK 50, where they can just kind of load Android on it and go at it, make a lot of sense. Like I can see maybe them having a more predictable, reliable, and concise product offering going forward. Yeah, which realistically they need because, I mean, how many times have we complained about there, there being no actual timeline for BlackBerry device releases? It just entirely seems random, right? Every time that they put out a device, it's like, oh... A new device, <laughs> but there's no rhyme or reason to the actual like launch patterns of the phone. BlackBerry needs to get back to that place of hype. Like hype is good, and you, but you need to control it, right? There was hype for the Priv because they teased it in February and like set a trajectory for it, you know, to launch in November. So that's that's important. They need to really get on that, and I think with again controlling what actual hardware is going out, or just having kind of rapid to market strategies where you can just pop a DTEK 5060 kind of within a quarter, right? And just kind of go at it is also kind of an interesting endeavor too. I find it weird those devices may be coming, you know, months apart from one another to a degree, right? I mean, DTEK 50 hit August 8th and the rumors at least out there are for like October the 12th, I mean, excuse me, the 11th or, you know, November 11th, but either, either way, right? It's kind of an interesting point to see what could be happening with the rapid release of these devices what do you think do you think it's a, a good thing they're kind of going so quickly mm, i don't know <laughs> i feel like they have nothing to lose you know that's yeah, how I mean, it feels that's, to me. that's, like, that's why i look at it too but at the same time i think that they they you know assuming the dtech 60 comes out in october there's going to be a lot of people who are like upset that they bought the dtech 15 when they could have just waited for the dtech 60 you know what i mean yeah. um at this point, but I mean, at the they... same at the same time, I don't I don't want to go blaming you know people out there for not being attentive to the situation either. But I mean, it's not like the DTEK sixty was any secret. It was you know you knew that there was a follow up coming to it. The rumors have been out there for months, right? So yeah. So if we if we go back like on the rumors and on like this, I, I know I'm hanging up on Mercury, but like that is the biggest question. If we get that out of the way, the rest of the conversation is pretty light, right, and enjoyable. If we talk Mercury, do you think this is a device blaze that's going to be built like by a hardware partner, like in in, in like joint 
development, like, you know, we take a form factor and kind of retrofit it with a keyboard? Or do you honestly think this will be like a BlackBerry, like designed to manufacture? Because John Chen gave the inclination of the latter, right? Where it will be something they designed and yeah. basically brought to a manufacturer. So yeah. what, what are your thoughts on that? No, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to be retrofitted in any sort of way. It's not going to be off of somebody else's, you know, reference platform or anything. This is basically, you know, it goes back to, goes back to their old, old partnerships that they had in place and, and it's going to be something that's, you know, basically their design, all of their protocols, all of their situation laid out and basically totally relying upon them. And I think, I think that's a pivotal, pivotal point to actually, you know, put out there mainly because, you know, there, there's been a lot of talk of like, what is the last Blackberry? What's the last, you know, quote unquote, real Blackberry. I think <clears throat> passport. I see. Yeah, <laughs> stuck in there, man. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think I think when it comes down to it, it, when the Mercury makes its way out, that's gonna be essentially the last right, proper, real, yeah. whatever you want to attribute in house, in house BlackBerry, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I I I'm waiting for it, and I think you will see that, and that is in the works. Now, I think longer term, right? The QWERTY has its appeal. Like there are other markets, sub markets that do sell QWERTY devices still. And I yeah. think when the reason you don't have the BlackBerry keyboard, for, you know, for Android, like on other Android devices yet, I think is because there's still a strategy going on with the licensing model behind their keyboard. And I and we've heard and read you know interviews where, you know, the device head is talking about licensing the keyboard and like partnering with companies so that it can meet like a quality expectation standpoint and basically audit and control a lot of what their hardware partners are doing to a degree so that it still holds a little bit of you know you know truth to what blackberry is as a brand so that they can have others personify what blackberry is in key markets so alongside this news that they're exiting the market they actually announced a partnership with an Indian uh, Indonesian partner, right? Which I thought was kind of interesting talking about Typhoon and basically they'll be selling BlackBerry branded devices that they've built, built and manufactured themselves to their own customers in that market and be licensing some of the Android BlackBerry software to do so. What do you guys think of a move like that for BlackBerry at this time? And is it maybe too small a move for enough of people to care about? Or do you think it's right to kind of attach the brand right now to Indonesia, this growing, booming mobile market? Uh, I think Indonesia is basically one of those markets where they still have a stronghold in customer base, and especially with BBM and everything like that. I mean, how many how many articles have we written about, and how for how many years have we been hearing that Indonesia is a market for BlackBerry, right? So, like, it only makes logical sense for it's, them to go. It's ahead. it's almost like BlackBerry made the market in mobile market yeah. in Indonesia, you know, because like Blaze mentioned, it's been that long going. I want to yeah. welcome Brandon. To our conversation here as well, Brandon. How's it going, man? Pretty good, guys. I can't complain. Can't complain. I just um, want to tell you where you jumped in on our conversation, man. We've been uh, kind of already starting heavy. We talked Mercury, which if you have some thoughts oh, on that, I'll definitely. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll just uh, I'll just head out now, guys. Sorry, right. I see. You. <laughs> <laughs> We, we figured we'd get like the heavier, you know, more questionable stuff out of the way first. But no, right now we're kind of into it about, you know, what really is going to come for BlackBerry now that we're seeing these types of partnerships with them licensing over to like Indonesian, you know, device manufacturers and things like that. Like, do you think the model BlackBerry has right now for getting their software onto, onto hardware is a good one for them? What, how do you feel about this news, this kind of end of era piece where BlackBerry is really in a transition, basically done a pivot in their own market, right? How do you feel about it, Brandon? 
uh, hurts, man. It hurts. Uh, I mean, full disclosure, full disclosure, guys. Full disclosure for all, all listening, right? I'm I'm here with Canadians tonight, so yeah. Which yeah. is a whole other thing. Like, man, I've been trying hard not to rant on John Chen about that whole Canadian business, but come on, bro. <sighs> so elaborate on it, Brandon. It's a shame. Well. Like I've reiterated, like the past three episodes, probably it's just the software game. It's just it's really sad when you see a company who was made off of, you know, the mobile space, and then now they're becoming a company that's very much lost that identity. And I mean, they, BlackBerry is a company that has multiple identities. I mean, we know them for security, and they still retain that, but. I mean, what a lot of people recognize them for was being that mobile device, being that mobile provider um, back when they were big with the, the original Blackberries, right? And now, I mean, for say what you will, sure, Bez 12 or whatever, Bez 13, the next one might be or whatever, that's going to have a mobile component. They have mobile, like, security software, right? But it's not the same. It's not... It's more of a background, like it's not background. It's just you know, it's not the same BlackBerry, and it's sad to see that. It's changed, and it, and it's been changing for a while. I mean, even with what you know, Thorsten Hines did for the company, and kind of where it, where it went, and the new trajectory. Like we've seen a really, really powerful side of BlackBerry in the software realm, right? BB10 is a staunch representation of what BlackBerry is honestly capable of doing with software. And I think that is a talent that may not fully still exist at BlackBerry, but there is a core, core piece, I think, of what BlackBerry is going to continue to, to be able to offer on mobile to continue to innovate and push the bar and push the uh, the agenda, so to speak. I think uh, security and productivity were not so much a thing when the, you know, the iPhones first came out and things like that. But with BB10, like it kind of took mobile to a new productive level and it kind of came a new gold standard. And if there's any way they can transfer some of that to what their endeavors will be across the boy, I think there's still something to be proud of there, right? Right, Brandon? As you mentioned, like, you know, Bez 14 and things to come, like that stuff is going to still be relevant to Canada and the region, but it does lack some of that luster of what the media's representation of what BlackBerry is, you know, a hardware pioneer I can definitely see the sentiment there. Blaze, do you echo any of Brandon's feelings? Um, yeah, I mean, nothing Brandon said, you know, I can ever possibly disagree with because he's right in that that aspect. I mean, the only thing with me is, that, like, I really dislike John Chen's comments on how Canadians should have gone ahead and supported BlackBerry more when really, I mean – how many more passports could I have bought, dude? I've got one in every color. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't get on board with his comments about how the how Canadians should have supported the brand more, or he thought that there would be more loyalty within Canada. I mean, at the end of the day, it's his job to go ahead and create brand loyalty. If there was no like, you know what I mean? Like. You can't you can't blame Canadians for it if you're not giving them a product to actually, you know, genuinely be proud of. I mean, a lot of a lot of love was lost within that relationship, and I don't think that, you know, in terms of of how John Chen is thinking, because he he basically said that, you know, he he thought that the Canadian market would be more uh, approachable for their devices and stuff like that, and then we weren't. Well, 
whose fault is that? You're the one who's putting out the devices. You're the one who is in control of that. You know, did you give Canadians something to essentially be loyal about or be happy about or be proud about? You know what I mean? So I can't, I mean, that's the only thing that I can't get on board with. Like, at the end of the day, I give John, John Chen all the credit for going out there, trying in the hardware business, at least putting forth some effort towards it, and basically pivoting BlackBerry and keeping them alive as a company, even if it's not necessarily the company that I envision as being the best, you know, suited for BlackBerry, whatever the case may be. But man, I just can't get on board with the those comments about Canadian loyalty. It just it strikes me in all the wrong ways, especially you know being a Canadian. And like I said, how many how many more devices did you expect me to buy, dude? <laughs> And, and again, I think that echoes back to what the BB10 line ultimately is now as we look back at it. Like it's a great set of products. But at the end of the day, it never hit a point where a lot of people in the region were going for it, right? And there's a lot of failures along the way as to why that may be. And it can't all obviously be attributed to John Chen. But even the way forward now, like the approachability of Priv and DTEC50 and you know how the markets are going to behave, I mean, he's got to get a lot of credit to the fact that he's got more carrier support in Canada and he has in the United States. Right? Yeah, There's like, a lot of things that need to be admonished. But Canadian carriers are the only ones selling the DTEC 50. So, <laughs> yeah. And, it, it, and Doug just dropped it here in our live chat. I think he's right on the money. You know, great product damaged brand. And that damage, I think, is now lessened by the fact that they've quote unquote killed off the part of them that people were always attaching their negative sentiment, right? Um, I don't think a lot of people had a bad experience with BBM per se, right? And I think that's not as tarnished and tainted maybe as the core BlackBerry hardware brand is. But if they can come about and really continue to push out some devices and keep at least the loyal people loyal for a couple more years, I think there's still a potential that a true BlackBerry QWERTY Android kind of concoction can, can really carve a piece of the market and take it for themselves. I'm honestly at a point where when I hear this news of like the Indonesian uh, partnership and licensing on, I, I wonder how big that roof is, right? Like, well, what kind of partners can you now go to? And this was actually asked and actually answered. And I thought it was pretty candid of Blackbird to go out and, and say what kind of partners they're going for, but they're basically aiming at these second and third tier type hardware partners. So not the Samsung LGs and Apples, not the main top tier players, but there's still a potential, right? To go out and again, go to key markets with key players and start making some money. And I think if that can grow and bolster, then you may see those larger deals start to happen. Do you guys see like a licensing potential or, or anything else out there for BlackBerry in terms of like really making a bigger leap with bigger partners? Like, could you ever see Samsung and BlackBerry partner on anything like to a larger degree than what we've seen with Knox and, you know, with the Secu tablet? No, I would like to see it, but I just don't, I don't think it's in the, in the cards for them to go ahead and do it. I mean, like, even you, you know, like Samsung was taking shots at BlackBerry, even though they are a partner, like basically ditch your old BlackBerry device, come pick up a Samsung. It'll still be supported by all of our MDM solutions and Knox, and you can still use some of your old BlackBerry services. I mean, that, I don't know, man. I don't see that. And I think one of the key things for me at this point is that BlackBerry still has a lot of, they still have a lot of proving to do in terms of the licensing and stuff like that. If they want people to get on board with it, I mean, yeah, 
they started with Indonesia, which is a great market for them to be able to go ahead and maintain because we already know that they have a nice base of users there through BBM and through their um, devices and everything like that. But I'm still I'm still questionable about these second and third tier partners. Like, how how is the quality level on these devices going to be? Like, are you are they going like BlackBerry has already said that they're going to be approving these designs and so on and so forth and they want to maintain a brand vision and everything like that. That all sounds great. How does that work out? Like, are these devices that these second and third tier partners putting out, are they going to be devices that people actually want, or are they just going to be devices that are, you know, going to languish on shelves, but BlackBerry is still collecting money on them and it has a BlackBerry logo on them. Like, you know what I mean? Like there, there has to be some quality hardware coming out there, and I'm not, I'm not entirely too sure what that quality level of hardware is going to be with these quote unquote BlackBerry branded devices, and that that's really, really questionable for me going forward. Um, additionally, I really question as to who they're going to essentially go ahead and continue these partnerships with outside of Indonesia because they haven't done much talking about anything outside of Indonesia. They've stated that the devices will be available through Shop BlackBerry and so on and so forth. However, who are the partners going to be? And that's, that's one of the things that remains questionable at this point in time, right? So they, they, even, even with all this news and all the information that BlackBerry has been pretty forthcoming uh, with, there's still a lot of unanswered questions there that need to essentially be answered and I'm sure they will be over time but you know for now it's a waiting process until they get get all of these affairs in order and start actually producing some stuff right these Blackberry branded devices I'm sure Brandon's like gonna go order on eBay like an Indonesian device and then use it in <laughs> in Canada, and that's the thing. It's like, is that gonna be on an honest potential? Like, are there gonna be so many BlackBerry devices now that like Blaze and I won't even be able to keep up with them? Like, <laughs> right? It's, it's, that's another question, right? <laughs> Brandon, how do you feel about kind of like going this route, like this type of strategy for hardware going forward? Do you think it's something that's gonna kind of work for BlackBerry longer term, or is it something that you think maybe in a short term we'll have some quick gain? I just don't see the point. You don't have margins on it. I just don't see what the point. I guess you said that they can just license it off, and then I guess they don't have to worry about the hardware. Just sure, do that. Yeah. But the, the model, the model is all about like their version of Android, right? That's the only thing they're selling, really. I mean, what are you going to spend operating costs to to do that stuff for? For I don't know how many phones do you think they're going to sell. Like, I I just don't see them. Being able to to sell that many devices to make, you know, some of the other aspects that we're talking about here, the software side of things, make it worthwhile, especially um, like the Android specific software stuff that we're we're talking John, about. We're, John Chen looked at Amber Canwar, right? He looked at her and he said, "The Indonesian market sold 33 million phones last year." So it's like, okay, if that's the ceiling for the market, then we kind of know what ballpark they're kind of aiming for, right? If they could sell one or two or three million, they're going to be happy, right? Just with the occurring software like licensing and revenue. So it's, it's interesting. What I want to show you guys is kind of how like since June of this year, we've known this was going to happen. Like this has been in the works for a minute and even they've admitted. But what I'm showing here is BlackBerry's fiscal financial highlights for the 2016 year. 
And as you can see, it's all about like a strong foundation for, for growth and really building out on, on what that's going to mean for them. So if you look, we're seeing a pretty obvious trend toward this type of, of model. Like what's hurting them right now is obviously the service access fees that were attached to the old devices and how that's been continuing to go down, right? But they've alone gone ahead and been able to bring up their software and services to basically offset that service access fee loss, but it's still going to continue to hurt them in the next couple of quarters. But then you look at their strong cash position and you see the growth, this orange section here that they've been able to put on top of through business acquisitions mm -hmm. at a pretty good rate for them. They basically have marginalized their losses. And then even up here, device business trending toward profitability, you see how the cost cutting that John Chen has been doing is basically made it so, so easy kind of break even in the hardware business. So if they can even make a little money, why not do it, right? Yeah. Like, it, it hurts to hear, right? Because it's, it's hard to admonish the fact that BlackBerry's finally kind of gotten around how to make sense of their own marketplace. It's just we want them to do better on the one they're currently in. What do you think about DTEC 60, Brandon? Yeah, Blaze and I kind of glossed over it a little earlier, but is that something <laughs> you'd, you'd really go for? Uh, I just saw some of your comments in our very flow group, and uh, I'm thinking you're not too keen on it. No, no, I, I've never been less uh, interested or less excited by a device than a Detect like 60. Even a Detect 50, I was like, this is the name's lame. First off, like get out of here with the Detect stuff. No one knows what that means. You know, have a priv. So like people who are looking for it, like. What is DTEC? I don't know. It's, where's the 60 come from? Where does that even make That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't understand the it's entire... It's D30, obviously. No. I've never read it. It's kind of... It, it's yeah, it's but, weird, you know? At this this point, is a BlackBerry-branded device. Before yeah, it's, it's time. Like, it was basically like... It doesn't matter, not right? Really. Not really. BlackBerry but. didn't build it. We don't care. <laughs> Um, whatever. But at the end of the day, like I'm using my DJ 50 and Blazes as well, and we're like, eh, it works. It's just good. I'm going to use it. I'm excited about the DTEC 60. I know Blazes too. Just for the simple fact that, like, for me in the marketplace, if you look at its specifications, it's falling kind of right in the middle of a market they want to still be in, right? There's some people who want a priv, right? There are people who obviously bought the priv, and maybe they want an all-touch option. Maybe they want a keyboard option. I mean... That's all it is. It's, it's basically servicing that user base that they, they have installed and maybe getting a couple new ones. But Yeah, I'm more it. excited about the Mercury. I think the Mercury device is going to be the device that I'm really excited about. And I think a lot of people will be excited about. So. I mean, that's the thing. Why are, they wasting, why are they wasting everybody's time with these other devices? You know? Why are you going to put out another touchscreen device like... When did the DTEC 50 come out again? It was this year, August right? August 8th. August 8th, yeah. Another touchscreen device. Like, less than half a year away? Like it, that, how does that make sense? How, like, it doesn't for, make sense to me. I just don't understand what they're doing. I, I think they're putting something on the shelf, right? Obviously. But I think as well what they're kind of doing is they're telling their story before and, and trying to get a hold of it, right? Because... 
media could have been much, much worse with them about this. And they have been, right? They've been trashing up Blackberry's finally dead, blase, blase. You sent me that. I don't know how many Blackberry obituaries I read already, so. Yeah. And it's like, it's been this, I think it's a good thing that's all happening. Like, good. Let let people get it out. Let them reference the fact that, you know, if I'm writing about Blackberry in the future, it's beyond that reality, right? But I think, honestly, the ZTech 50 is a showcase of, all right, this is the strategy going. We're outsourcing. The earnings call yeah. happens. They put the news out there. People are like, oh, oh BlackBerry's dead. And then the DTEC 60 is, no, bitch, we're still alive. You know, like we're still here. We're still doing it. And that's it, right? It's, it's a market piece. It's a statement, really, more than anything else. Like whether it sells is kind of irrelevant because they didn't build it, right? They're just outsourcing the components and getting it all done up for them. That goes back to what Honestly. I was saying about Jen not caring if he makes the money on it because he didn't necessarily pay much for it anyways, right? If anything. Yeah. It was it was created off the shelf. He just pointed to parts and pieces and said, "Build it." You know, there there are there was a good point that was just mentioned in our group by Anil, and he mentions like it would be interesting if if some of the rumors do come true that this TCL device, the first time this hardware is coming to market, will be in the DTEC sixty device as well. You know that this may be kind of a quote-unquote custom BlackBerry build. And again, we don't know a lot of the details around that or whether that's even true, but it would be kind of interesting if that's the kind of partners and deals that they can get made, right? Where they're getting kind of early rights to certain devices and and hardware bases. It seems like they're setting it up as, I'm not stating that as fact, don't anybody get it twisted, but it seems like they're, (laughs) they're setting it up as almost an announcement for like, okay, TCL is gonna be our North American partner in this business relationship. You know what I mean? It seems like the DTEC 50 was like a test device. The DTEC 60 is kind of like possibly their secondary announcement where they say, okay, well, here's our relationship. We announced our relationship in Indonesia. Here's our relationship for the North American market. So, I mean, total speculation, but I mean, why not at this point, right? You already created two devices with the company. So, you might as well continue on if possible to actually go ahead and create some sort of agreement with the organization. Why not do it, right? Brandon, you're already you're already in there. Yeah. I, I I'm hearing I'm hearing Blaze's points right now and I'm reading through our Patreon comments and like there's a lot of people I think who feel the way you do out there. Merritt here is talking about, you know, do you think the earnings call indication to get out of devices was purposely meant to appease investors and press? It was obvious already with the DTEC 50. Viper did not need to be so definite. Makes Chen look good about his December yeah. decision, right? Uh, as well, comments like, do you think BlackBerry is messing up its marketing again? DTEC 60 may come out in a week or so with no indication yet. It could have totally changed a spin at the earnings call and could have made things a little bit more positive. They also announced like a device alongside. And do you think BlackBerry is underselling BB10 if this is the most secure platform with DTEC not up to par and zero consumer interest, it would maximize its premium on security and maybe charge more. If a government or enterprise needed max security, they should have to pay for it, right? That's that NIAP BB10.3.3. Keep BB10 for them but make a bigger profit on it. Like, do you see any of those realities maybe as a point here? I mean, you're clearly, you know, not pleased with the news, but at the same point, like the current devices that are in market are getting an update. And to get that update, they kind of have to have a purpose behind it, right? Or do you think that's just more kind of fodder for some of the loyalists out there? Yeah, uh, you talking to me? Yeah, asking me? Yeah. Or? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. How do you feel? Um, like, do you, do you honestly think like with those kinds of concerns being voiced, do you, do you seem to feel that way? Like, was it more like of an investor appeal to kill the handset business, make them happy, show them the focus is on software, but kind of then keep putting pretty, devices? Pretty sure that was John Chen's modus operandum since day one. There's probably so many, there's probably a whole bunch of devices that were already kind of, you know, they had to put them out just because they had done so much background work to do it. And, and they were probably going to lose less money by attempting to sell them than to pull out canning them. And I think his end game really was to, to like we've seen, just slow down the hardware business and then and shift all the way over to software. I mean, he's not, he's not a hardware guy. He doesn't, like, from his past experiences, he's a smart guy, uh, but he's not a hardware guy. And I think he's really changing putting BlackBerry into a side, into a light that he's comfortable with, which is software. And I think that's really what we've seen. So whether it's to appease um, shareholders, yeah, I think it's to appease shareholders. And I think it's to appease shareholders because I think that's um, what he thinks will be the most successful way for BlackBerry to become profitable again. I'm, I'm really thinking along the same lines because – as Blaze and I mentioned before you came on, it was like a lot of cross speak, right? You say one thing and then something else kind of happens. And I think to a degree that's probably by intent. And I think there's a little bit of mixed communication going on and different levels of clarity because there's a point where you got to kind of control the media spin, so to speak, and you have to kind of spin with them to kind of give them the story they want. But if we look at kind of the way they're going, I think if – if this is what's going to appease the most people and bring that shareholder value up and he can really start building the business again, they still have so much IP, right, that they can still use and leverage even with other partners, right, to defend what they're doing on Android. Do you feel at this point that it's like the start of a new chapter for BlackBerry, Brandon, or do you feel like it's more an end of an era? Um, I think it's the end of an era, to be honest. Uh, I think that new chapter that you typically see it was already started a while ago and it's just going to continue in this one. This chapter is just ending now for hardware, really. I mean, hardware's not completely done and they still have those deals that we've been talking about, but I think uh, in terms of what we know as hardware, I, I, my gut is telling me that the this new hardware deal isn't going to be very successful and I think next year we're going to see the headlines saying BlackBerry no longer going to be doing any phones, you know, so. And that's something we've echoed like on our, on our after shows here and, and things like that, right? That it's kind of just been this slow yeah. let down, so to speak, out of the market of handsets, right? Yeah. Or, or it certainly feels that way in that, you know, it's yeah. kind of when John Chen jumped in, that's the best the vibe we all got immediately, right? Like, oh, this is just the slow way out of handsets. If that is the case, and we don't really know, right? It, Devices could pick up, and yeah. these deals could work, and it could build out, and you know, are still up in the air, especially with radar and things like you know. He's even said and talked about. He basically said, "I went to a town hall. I spoke with my employees, and I said, we we need you guys in hardware, right? We need you engineers, but I don't need you building phones. I need you building like smart boxes, right, and IoT things, and you know, other things that they're going to be able to leverage into new growing industries that they can have more control over their you know insurgents into, but." Honestly speaking, if it's a slow kind of pull out of handsets, 
I kind of even put Perv to market, you know, and that he's even trying with these TCL type partnerships and things like that. Like I got to give him at least a little bit of respect for the fact that he's honored to a degree what BlackBerry is like the DTEC 50. Like, and Blaze, maybe you can echo on this a little bit, but out of all the hardware they could have chosen, I feel like DTEC 50 is somewhat respectable to the BlackBerry lineage. Like, you know, putting the convenience key, having great aspects that we appreciate from a BlackBerry phone, you know, like the good speakers, good battery, all that stuff. Like they did do a, a decent job of trying to honor some of that history and legacy without maybe fully understanding what it means for, you know, and when, what it stands for from an iconic perspective. Do you feel like that was kind of honored here with the, you know, DTEC 50? And is that why you may be excited about the DTEC 60, Blaze? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it kind of does harken back to some BlackBerry stuff with the convenience key and everything like that, but I don't know. I think I was just excited. It doesn't you guys excited, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a certain level of excitement that comes with it, basically by BlackBerry essentially putting out another another new device. But I think... I think my main my main excitement with the DTEC 60 is mainly because the DTEC I like the DTEC 60. Like it's not it's not based on anything from John Chen or anything like that or you know anything within the company. It's just that I like the DTEC 50 for what it is. So a larger one with larger specs fits my criteria, and that makes me excited. It it's, it literally has nothing to do with BlackBerry. Like if somebody was to say, yeah, you could have this basically as a branded as an Alcatel device, then I'd probably be just as happy with it. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> I don't know what it says about that the state of BlackBerry that, either, but... That you're a traitor to the cause? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pretty much. I think, I think those will be the comments later. <laughs> Yeah, but those will come regardless, right? You could you could go back to BB10 and they're going to call you a traitor on the pro, right. right? So you can't win. I think all the like with the D, right? It's thin, it's light, whatever. And I think the DTEC 60 is going to be a good follow-up. And I think there really isn't, at least right now, a device in the market that is the DTEC 60. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no device that matches it kind of spec for spec that is like widely available. And I think if they can do that with the DTEC 60, it is a little bit of a unique type of a BlackBerry where the DTEC 50 like is an idle four. Like there's no way around it, right? Yeah. Where DTEC 60 might be hard to kind of mirror in that same sense. Like, yeah, it's a TCL reference, but it's not one we've seen before. And maybe comparable to an idle 4S and they'll just kind of cross compare it that way. But I do like that the specs, and I wanted to pull them up here. Go look, but I think we did that last podcast as well. I don't want to hammer the point here on the DTEC 60, but at least the way it looks, it kind of lines up with like where a lot of devices are going to be. Like we saw the Galaxy Note 7 and we're seeing iPhone 7S or 7S Plus and whatnot. It's like, well, in the marketplace and the DTEC 60 kind of places itself right in the middle. If they can get a decent price point on it, I mean, that's it's going to be pretty interesting to see how it does where do you realistically see a device like this coming in at blaze like i know we talked about it a little bit last week more of like where we want it but where do you now realistically see it with it being you know going up on pre-order and you know different things like that at different prices and whatnot well realistically i mean i think that the rumors are pretty much in line with what it's supposed to be 699 canadian which that is absolutely 
ridiculous. And part of that is not necessarily libraries. Well, the part of that is just basically the Canadian market when it comes down to the dollars and cents of it all. But at the same time, that basically puts it at four ninety nine. Well, give or take four ninety nine five hundred and thirty ish U.S. Yeah, dollars, US. Right, right around forty, and, and the tax and the yeah, tax. taxes and the currency exchange, so on and so forth. I mean, it's over five hundred dollars when you do a direct exchange on it, but realistically, you know, they're either going to bump it up past what it's supposed to be, or they're going to lower it just for the sake of sales. And, you know, BlackBerry doesn't have a history of lowering the price just for the sake of sales. So, I mean, I want to see it come at four ninety nine in the U.S. market. Realistically, I, 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 want, I want it to be three ninety nine in the U.S. market, but right. that's not right. happening. They're probably like, dang, we sold a lot of DTEC 50s. Like, let's just <laughs> do a DTEC 60. Like, oh, crap. People like Realis this, uh... Realistically, I see four ninety nine plus you know, for the U.S. Right. market. I don't even. It I don't even like. Nice. I don't even like bringing up the Canadian price because Canadian price is just freaking outrageous. So, how do you guys get around that? Like, that's still uh, money and dollars for you guys. Yeah. You know, like it's hard out here for a BlackBerry pimp. <laughs> At least you're like the only BlackBerry pimp, so it's like <laughs> someone's got to do it. It better be you, Brandon. Just the, the price just is obscene to you, right? You're not. You're not about it. No, no, get out of here, man. Get out of here with those prices. Do you oh. think that's like the downfall of BlackBerry hardware that they could just never get the pricing right? Yeah. No, man. The I downfall mean, think, was the BlackBerry storm. <laughs> Kevin's about to hop on this podcast right now. <laughs> I said that just for Kevin. <laughs> right. Uh, it gets heated in our very full group, guys, let me tell you. We, we don't talk for days just because of, let's, let's let it cool down. Let's let it cool down. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, if it come, if I'm both with the, when I get the DTEC 54, like, Three ninety nine, or not three ninety nine, two ninety nine. I feel like there's a hundred dollar markup already in there, and I feel like yeah. on this device, it's probably gonna be the same, right? It's gonna be another hundred dollar markup. What bothers me is the further they get away from like the one plus three deal, you know, which is three ninety nine, the harder it becomes to justify, you know. And all of BlackBerry software elsewhere, it's it's tough, it really is, because you can get the launcher, the keyboard, the hub, and all that other stuff, and and not have to go through. You know, a totally you know BlackBerry built device. Yeah, and that so. makes that makes it an even harder sell for anybody because I mean that's a lot of the feedback that I've been basically getting as well is like even when people just generally ask me, they're like, you know, what phone or would you use or have you considered this phone? And I say, no, I'm going to get like the DTX sixty or whatever. They're like, well, why wouldn't you just buy? the Samsung S7 and use the BlackBerry software or why wouldn't you just buy like the HTC 10 and use the BlackBerry software because you're no longer limited to just the BlackBerry hardware at this point, right? So, I mean, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of scenarios out there and that's, I think that's how most people are thinking. Like, why would I buy that device, pay a hundred dollar premium or whatever in like BlackBerry tax and <laughs> blackberry that blackberry text is right like why why would i do that right and then you you could tell them all about the security aspects of it and everything else and then nine times out of ten they're like whatever man i don't care about that crap anyways so it's really a hard sell also did you notice that bell is basically selling the alcatel idol 4 which is like 
you're basically selling two of the same damn devices, which that just strips more BlackBerry sales out of the factor. Like, no one's going to buy a DTEC 50 when you have the Alcatel Idol 4 sitting right next to it, which is like $100 cheaper and comes with a VR headset. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. Still just totally different users to a degree, you know? Yeah, I mean, I get that, but... It's at like the end of the day, you're going to see that versus you know, yeah, you're going mean, to gonna look at the price tag and you know, trying to explain security and all that stuff. Well, it's got some security keys injected into the computer chip, and it's like, bro, no, <laughs> <laughs> stop with that. I get it, I understand it, and I can appreciate it, but. You know, people, people out there spending four hundred, five hundred dollars on a phone are going to be like, "Yeah, well, this one's a hundred dollars cheaper, so whatever." <laughs> Definitely. Here's a kind of cross comparison between some of the specs, right? This is screen size, resolution across Priv, and this is supposed to be not that device. You know what I mean? Detect fifty, but um. Yeah, this is a kind of cross comparison between what you're really going to get between the two. You get the 820, which is kind of yesterday specs, but it's still kind of rolling out right now. Four gigs of RAM, 32 gigabytes on board. It does have an SD slot, which I was really surprised to see the OnePlus 3 didn't. Yeah, it comes in 64 gigabytes, but there's no expandable storage. Like hmm. 3,000 milliamp hour battery, 21 camera back, and then 8 megapixel front. So it's kind of just like a beefier DTEK 50. And, and Brandon, honestly, the performance between, you know, DTEK 50 and 60, it may be noticeable, but it's probably not going to be like, you know, game changing no. for anyone. Like, honestly, mm -hmm. I feel like between Priv and these DTEK devices, it is game changingly different. <laughs> and maybe that's just mm -hmm. like an, an undersell of the 808, but it's going to be interesting to see. I think four gigabytes of RAM on a phone is like kind of a sweet spot right now, especially with yeah. all the apps and games and, and all that stuff. It's like kind of a, a good place to come in at. And 165 grams is like pretty light as well. So they did it in a manageable way without going too, too heavy on the battery. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, that battery has people concerned though, because they're like, especially priv owners, because the priv owners are like, I don't get that good a battery life on my priv, so how is the 3,000 milliamp hours going to take it? But Yeah, I think that's the difference between 808 and 820. Yeah, there's, a lot, sure. there's a lot of stuff, right? Even, like, they came out very quickly with, like, what was it, the 8s, 15, and 16, like, or something like that, and they kind of outdid the 808 rather quickly, the 810 and things like that, just to kind of get, get away from it because <laughs> it wasn't necessarily where they wanted to be. I'm, uh, I'm kind of stoked because I think, honestly, with those and, like, a lot of the other the pieces that are coming together with subsequent versions of Android, I think this is going to be pretty on the money. One of the things I would have liked them to do, honestly, is just go with the lower screen resolution. Like, keep the DTEK 50 screen resolution and pair those specs, and the thing's going to sip at the battery as opposed to kind of drain at it. And that would kind of probably put it in a good place. But, you know, Quad HD is Quad HD. I, do you know if this is an AMOLED panel or not, Blaze? Have you heard of anything in the specs uh, you've read around? I can't remember it now. I pulled up some of the information, but... I've heard some places it is, some places it isn't. I've heard both. Yeah, I don't think anybody really knows. That just basically shows that there's too many rumors out there and not enough facts. So. It's, also, it's also confusing because 
basically BlackBerry has taken bits and pieces from all of the different TCL devices and combined them. So who knows what they actually ended up mixing in there, right? Like they took the the twenty fifth six. 2560 by 1440 display from the idle 4s um, and you know they took the body of the TCL 950 which was just technically officially announced and they magically put them both together which makes sense I mean TCL already owns the parts it's not like they're you know out there buying new parts or anything like that they're just swapping the internals but it just goes to show you that like even even with the spec sheets out there, not not every single thing is known about this device because of the fact that it's a mishmash of parts from a third party provider, which isn't necessarily locked down as of yet. Definitely, kind of a tricky place. At least now with the nine fifty out, we're going to be able to get to see a little bit more of like what we're what we're working with on all this. You know, I wish BlackBerry. I wish BlackBerry had to like stolen some of the features from the 950 because the 950 you can copy apps and everything like that like i don't know if anybody looked at it i mean it's totally off topic but you can like on the 950 it has like some sort of special i don't know android integration whatever the hell it is where you can basically copy applications like you can have dual um installations of the same application so like if you wanted to run like two instagrams or two bbms or whatever it can copy applications and you can run two different different um, scenarios of those applications on there. It's kind of crazy. I, I think that's pretty cool. One of the I mean, things I, I think is people need to also take into consideration, like mentioning going back to that battery piece, Blaze, is that it does have Quick Charge 3.0 as well. So, you yeah. know, I know Passport takes forever to charge, you know, and yeah. that's like, oh, that's one of the main kill points. But like DTEC 50, it's a 26, 10 milliamp hour battery, I think. And, because it has Quick Charge 2.0, I can quickly top it up. And same with yeah. Priv, right? With this, it's going to be even easier with that new technology. But yeah, it does have some interesting stuff. I'm looking through it right now, and it's pretty pretty cool. And I like it. It's saying here, like you know, you get a multiple, you know, uh, clones of apps. Basically, that's pretty gnarly. Yeah, like you could run two BBMs, for example. Mm. I don't know why you want to do that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Who, who, who knows, you know? Uh, it might come. Just like we got some weird extra software tidbits from, uh, you know, with what we got on uh, the DTEC 50. Definitely interesting. Interesting that the, that the 950 comes with 64 gigabytes of, of uh, internal storage as well. Yeah, and see, that goes back to what I was saying about the mishmash of parts, man. Like, mm-hmm. even though that, that spec sheet is out there, you know, for one, we don't know that that, spec sheet is like you know the finalized spec sheet that mm-hmm. is still kind of subject to change because blackberry has never made it official yeah i like the hybrid sim slot if that comes over that's going to be pretty cool where you can do a dual sim or sd card if that comes i think that's again harkens back to those blackberry days with the dual sims you know in foreign countries and all that could be cool I'm interested to see what's going to come. I'm uh, pretty optimistic about it, honestly. I feel like the news, well, disheartening for sure, end of era, sure, is kind of a wake-up call for a lot of people. And that kind of brings us into, like, our last topic here. Dallin came out of nowhere with an editorial, (laughs) and he's been on an iPhone. He's been on an iPhone, guys. Like, he, you know, he went back, bought a SE, is using it. A little too heavy for him, but he's – kind of put his thoughts out there and he's like i don't care you know i want my blackberry and he talks about how there's just something about a blackberry you know 
And I think that legacy will be for, like, kind of lasting in this business. And 10.3 is coming and people are going to be honored with what's going to go forward. So definitely go check out his piece if you want to, you know, cry a little bit. <laughs> I like I liked that on this piece, but the here's my only problem with it. And it's not necessary. It's nothing against Dallas, nothing against the article or anything like that. It's just my own personal feeling is that I'm not ready to write the retrospective on BlackBerry. I'm not ready to write the obituary on BlackBerry because BlackBerry isn't, isn't necessarily done yet. Like I, people will say, you know, whatever, like they're going to, they're going to call me a fanboy. They're going to call me, you know, delusional, whatever the case may be. That's fine. But the way I see it is that, yeah, they may have outsourced their hardware, but they're still going to be essentially devices on the market. Whether or not you want to buy them or not is an entirely different story. Whether or not you can even buy, if you can even buy them, you know, maybe there's only one device that you really fall in love with, but it's only available in Indonesia or whatever the case may be. I'm not ready to write that obituary as of yet or that retrospective because to me the story is still ongoing and we're not completed as of yet. And, you know, it, it's still going to be an ongoing thing for a little, at least a little while until we, we actually see how the full story plays out, how these BlackBerry branded hardware devices end up positioning themselves within the market and what they look like and how BlackBerry handles it and what they do with software. So as far as I'm concerned, I mean, yeah, you can, you can write the headlines. You can say whatever the BlackBerry's done, whatever, finished, whatever. That's your personal opinion. Cool. Whatever. But there's still much more to this story. It doesn't, it doesn't end on this particular note. The story is going to, is going to play itself out and we're not there yet. So I'm not, I'm not, reflecting on any of my past purchases or anything like that or you know crying over blackberry 10 because it's not the story isn't done yet so yeah it's definitely not and Dallin's piece is more to the point of the fact that while the news is here there's still a lot of stuff to look forward to and i think that's to your point as well blaze that there's still so much stuff that's still churning that it's it's a little early to write that story one of the things I find that's going to be um, most coming here is that uh, I feel like if Blackbird can continue forward with some of what they're doing, they're going to be able to put some nice stuff to market and people are going to start getting impressed again, I think, over time. And that will really do the long-term justice of whether this is going to go forward or not for them, you know? It's going to be a, a telling piece. I want to jump into our after show here soon, gentlemen. I want to talk about a TechCrunch article with uh, Ralph Penny of Blackbird, who was pulled in in 2012 with that Paratech acquisition. He's heading up the device piece. Did a really nice interview with uh, TechCrunch, kind of clarifying some of the stuff we've kind of danced around here in our conversation. But as an end of an era, it may be, I think we need to look forward to what's to come to see kind of what this new age of BlackBerry is really going to hold. Brandon, have you? are you going to have a drink for BlackBerry one of these days? Are you going to hit the bar up and just kind of have one for BlackBerry? Or? <laughs> Every time I'm at the bar, man. Every is that time I'm right now? I see my priv there on the table. Yeah, I actually pulled my priv out of the uh, the drawer the other day and just kind of admired it. I have a drink to toast in, you know, the OG, my OG uh, BlackBerry CEO with Torsten. That's when I came on to BlackBerry. I don't know. And I guess you were, you're more of the Balsili and Lazarinus, right? Uh, less than Blaze, right? But more or less. Yeah. 
Playbook, playbook in the 9900. Is that a nice way to say I'm old, James? I hate you. No, I think think Brandon said that. (laughs) I had to toss that one your way, man. It's been an interesting legacy, and I think just in an innovative way that they came to the market, they're going to continue in the market. And I think, honestly speaking, more long-term, maybe five years out, this licensing of other people's hardware is going to be a bigger thing to come. I mean, look at the way the laptop exists now, right? Microsoft's just licensing the OS to whoever wants to build to the reference platform, you know? And I think that's more of a way this market's going to go in years to come where the race gets even tighter between who owns that 1% that's left, you know, between Apple and, uh, and Android. So we'll jump into our after show, gentlemen. Always appreciate the candor here and some of the stuff we get to discuss. It's always a little uh, enlightening. <laughs> I want to just, before we finally, finally close out, I just want to talk about a couple other patron questions because some of them we've, we've already answered, but some of them I think still have a, a place in the conversation here for sure. And it's always interesting to get kind of an outside perspective. Like I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what Alex is going to have to say next week, you know, when he jumps back on and uh, has something to say because uh, it's, he's always got an interesting viewpoint on these things. He's like, yeah, I'm getting the pixel next week. <laughs> I'm iPhone look alike. Yeah, dude, I saw. I saw. I'm like, whoa. That's, where's that's too much bezel? Like that's DTEC 50 level bezel right there, man. I can't. I always can't hold my it. reservations with like renders and press pictures and stuff like that, but I don't know, man. I was, I can't feel that phone at all. <laughs> Yeah. This doesn't look great. Doesn't their differentiation is so going to be on the software, which is so similar to what BlackBerry's trying to do anyway. You yeah, know? but then software eventually software. everybody else gets that anyways because it's Android, you know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I don't just like, that. just like you know, the iPhone got waterproofing eventually. <laughs> Rico asks here: Did they announce actual figures of device sales last earnings? And I believe they did. It was four hundred thousand units. Oh, yeah. Down. What's it? Down one hundred. Was it? I thought they did five hundred last. Yeah, I think they did like five hundred thousand last quarter or whatever, yeah. and then it was down. down. Yeah, that's it's kind a, of just. That's almost you know? like the most amusing thing. Part of this is that like nobody actually concentrated on the numbers or the financials out of it. I mean, there was you know yeah. the regular typical sites that did, but everybody just ran with the we're ending hardware. Um portion of the news rather than the actual financials behind it all (laughs) rather than the actual earnings for the company uh mike asks here who are ptvb meran putti and do they give us any hints toward future licensing partners of hardware i believe the company they partnered with is like typhoon in indonesia and they're they're just another you know smartphone maker it's it's uh they, again, one of the second, third tier players who does these types of licensing deals to help, you know, elevate the the ability that they are able to go to market. So, does it tell us a little bit about who's to come? Yeah, I think we're gonna get similar deals for different regions and things like that. I mean, you got to think of it like Vodafone also used the Alcatel TCL reference to build their own carrier branded phone. So the deal is not so, you know, there's a lot of things that could go on to build something out to have more licensees come on board. And I, I personally would like to see maybe like Sony or, you know, one of those other kind of, <laughs> uh, what's that word everyone likes to use? Beleaguered. One of those other beleaguered Android makers out there kind of come together and fi- to fight the big guys. That would be kind of cool. Brandon, do you see any? Yeah, what was that, please? 
you know what's kind of amusing is if you actually like type in Typhoon and you go to like the Google search or like Google images and stuff like that, you'll see like, I'm not saying that it's accurate because Google images just sort of puts whatever out there, but there's like knockoff Blackberries that are built by Typhoon, <laughs> like using the keyboard and everything. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> So yeah, I mean that's the, that's the point, right? That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> like, so okay. like basically, rather than creating a knockoff BlackBerry keyboard now, the, this organization could essentially just build a real BlackBerry keyboard. Oh my! <laughs> I, have to, I have to put this up there, guys, just so people can see because this is like exactly what Blaze is talking about, and it's hilarious. That's the one thing about the Indonesian servers—they take forever to load. <laughs> can we load this up? Like this is a phone made by Typhoon. It's like we're gonna <laughs> rain that. In. We're gonna rain that in. It looks like BBOS. Like this is maybe a partner that is. Oh, ads are the worst. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like look at that. Like that's a Typhoon, right? In Indonesia, of their own hardware partners at some point, right? Somewhere down the line. And if you go through the the larger list, I mean, you see a bunch of devices that look very similar. The stuff we've seen before so to see that piece there brandon do you see there's any, a potential for any other types of partners out there uh you know be they smaller i don't know like maybe sony jumping on board or not really that'd be cool sony jumped on board i think sony's got their own issues though <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Sony has their own problems that would work out. Yeah. Who doesn't, though? You know more money, more problems. You know, that's what I always say, man. More money, more problems. Right. I hear that. Right. We, uh... No, I still got some more here. There's some interesting ones. <laughs> we, that was uh, Mike's... If we continue on... Sean has, first of all, I'd like to take a second to thank the Upstream crew for their dedication over the last few years. Throughout all, you've shown your support, not only to BlackBerry, but more importantly to us, the viewers. For that, I truly thank you. Question, give me one word that describes BlackBerry's latest announcement on the outsourcing of hardware. His word is relief. What's your word, guys? Uh, mine at this point is kind of like, I'd say like the word next. It's like, Move it along. Like, this is not news. Move, keep going. You know, next, like, what's what else? What else we got? Because this is something I think that's been kind of been echoed around for, for quite some time. What about you guys? What's your one word that describes the latest? My, news? my word? My word, yeah. James? Uh, it would be brave. Mm. <laughs> you know how, like, Apple is brave to get rid of the headphone jack? <laughs> yeah. They were bold and brave, right? Very. You're bold to drop hardware. Brave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bold new world. What about you, Blaze? What's your word? Uh, finally. I he, honestly, he took mine. It was kind of a relief because, I mean, as you know, James, I before we went on air, and as I said in the upstream chat the other day, I'm kind of, I'm actually like, kind of like relieved in some ways to hear the announcement because of the fact that. It, it adds clarity to their messaging and basically although arguably there's more muddiness that was created after it but whatever it adds some clarity to those people who were essentially hanging on and you know really unsure of what the situation would be in the future and 
you know, finally they went ahead and they announced it. Like it's no longer it's no longer something that is like waiting in the wings or you know nobody has to has to worry about it. it you know, you get that you get that sigh of relief, sigh of relief that they actually finally announced it. And now that it's out there and it's dealt with, then you can you know move on, like James said, move on, look towards the future and and deal with it as it comes. John Chen's like, I got IOT boxes I got to go sell. <laughs> I got Florida. truckers I need to talk to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got IOT in Atlanta. <laughs> I Waldo's here says, I unfortunately didn't get to listen to the after show until the news was released in the quarterly statement. The after show was very positive about numbers and the continuation of hardware. How hard did it hit you guys when it was announced that the hardware section was to be shut down? I mean, did it hit you? Was it like, whoa, this is actually happening? Or is it kind of whatever? No, I mean, it's been happening like for a while. Yeah. We even said like on this show like half a year ago, we're like, this is what's gonna happen. You know, different. Uh, no, not really. I think uh, I think we we said it was gonna happen that they were gonna outsource and stuff, but I think we are also kind of thinking that they might save the design for premium devices, but. No. So I guess it's a bit of both. Didn't see it coming, but also did in a, in a weird kind of way. Yeah. It's more weird. Like, we always, like, harp on BlackBerry for, like, not just coming out with it, like, not being straightforward. And, like, when they are, we're like, whoa. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, they did. They, they were up front this time. Damn I'm, it. I'm, <laughs> the one thing they had to be up front with. It, it almost felt like playbook. Like, it felt like the same kind of setup, right? Like, we hear the earnings and, like, some news gets slid on on the side. And that just takes away everything uh, in terms of the focus. But honestly, you know, all of our to our all of our upstream patrons, like it's honestly because of you that we keep it going at the rate we do. Because even BlackBerry seems to be kind of winding down on the development and kind of what's going out. But it will be fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, BlackBerry's honestly keeping Blaze pretty busy this year, right? At least two, at least two reviews he's gonna have to do. So. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, last last year was a little light, right? I mean, we had Priv. That was that was like it. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I might have to, might have to start importing them from Indonesia just to go ahead and review them. So, <laughs> who knows? That's like, I hope they they whip Typhoon into shape, you know, and get those devices cranking out. It's gonna be crazy because they might explore things that like BlackBerry just can't, you know, to a broader user right now. And who knows what the specs are gonna look like and all these other aspects. It's definitely interesting. There's even alleged rumors that, you know, there's some manufacturers that are going to be launching DB10 devices or are, like, lining up, quote-unquote, to, you know, license some of their stuff, be it Android, their distribution, Ugh. or be it DB10. <laughs> who knows, right? And I honestly think that's how, that's how open the conversation is at this point, you know? Who knows? Anyway, guys, let's jump on this after show. Should be pretty quick. We're just talking that one TechCrunch article with the interview with Ralph Penny going deeper into kind of the hardware focus there. You guys can catch us on that. Hit us up on barryflow.com forward slash Patreon. We out. Peace. Peace.